had a lovely suggestion last week of where we've got the second now, which is great, but we need more. And that's why we need a lot more. We we need a lot more, frankly. You can't just do it with a setting. And that's why we've got uh, our friend uh, Kira Tanzion, comedian, actor, to have a spin of the wheel and hopefully uh, get some stuff sorted out for us. Yeah, excited for Kira this week. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. But before we do that, I've been I've been uh, dicking around on IMDb. I've uh, noticed a lot of these film titles, they're old, they're hacky, they're uninspired. I think with a tiny bit of workaround, we could actually, we could create true art instead of what these fucking shysters are trying to sell to us at the moment. So what are you getting at here then, Joe? I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a film title, which is really quick, off the cuff. You're going to change a word, pitch it back to me, pitch the new film back, okay? Okay. What? Sorry, what are you doing throughout this? What am I doing throughout this? Yeah, you're just, you're going to have to do some work as well. What, what about if every time you give me a film, I give you a film back, if you think you're up to that? I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about this change in power dynamic. But Well, you know, we're supposed to have these meetings every week to decide what's going to be on the show, and you just dropped this on me quickly. So I'm <laughs> yeah, happy to okay. do it. Happy to do it, Joe, but you're going to have to do some work yourself as well. Right, fine. Okay, throw, throw it at me then. What have you got first? Okay, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And you want me to change a single word in that to change the, the dynamic of the story? Yeah. New story, okay. What about shite fiction? So it's still set in Los Angeles, and it's still a load of little stories. Okay. But it, it's rejected short stories throughout time. Yeah, same cast. We can still have Travolta in there and, and Uma Thurman, but okay. none of the none of the overdoses, none of the gangsters or murders. It's just really crap, shite fiction. I think that's probably where I'd go with that. Oh yeah, like bad love stories. Uh... That lady in a coffee shop who falls in love with a barista. No, but... Terrible monologues. It could probably still be a Tarantino film as well, based on you know his style. Well, if we can, as long as we can get Uma Thurman's feet in it, he'll attach himself. I'm sure. <laughs> like a fucking limpet. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you one now. Then, so what? What about Fight Club? Right, I definitely want to keep Fight in it. So I'm either thinking Fight Cub is a bit obvious. Edward Norson going around various zoos in uh, America. (laughs) (laughs) He's punching like baby tigers. Baby lions. Yeah, baby lions, stuff like that. But I don't know if I like the the alliteration. I still like the idea of uh, Edward Norson beating up animals. I've got... I've got fight pets in my mind. It's very, it's very similar. But in this version, I'm thinking Pixar with this, animated. Again, same actors, got Brad Pitt, got Edward Norton. It follows the same basic premise as Fight Club, but animated Pixar pets. So like underground dog fighting, but if Pixar did it. No, well, say no more on that one, Joe, because I think, We'll shelve that one, me and you, and maybe make a bit, a bit of side money off that one. Yeah, yeah, that'll be... That's season two confirmed already. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to convince Edward Norton to punch baby animals. Right, I've got another one for you. Classic cast. The Muppets take Manhattan. 
Is this, is this the film where they go to New York to try and get in the theatre? Yeah. Yeah. I so, think that's every Muppets film, to be fair. Yeah, probably. So what about the Muppets take crack? So they, they still go to New York to try and become famous, but along the way they get coerced by different shady characters and Miss Piggy ends up becoming a crack whore. Oh, Piggy. yeah. <laughs> Miss yeah. Piggy turning tricks on the corner. Yeah, yeah, and, and that might be an interesting <laughs> swerve. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep all the Muppets in there. Um, but, yeah, the Muppets take crack. I'm going forward with that one. Oh, yeah. You could have Kermit becoming Miss Piggy's pimp. Yeah. Because I just want to hear Kermit say, bitch, but I have my money. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy being pimp. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of Miss Piggy, then I've got one for you. What about The Crown? The Crown? The crown, yeah. There's not not a lot of words in that to uh, switch around. No, as many as Fight Club, I'd argue. Oh, all right. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> okay, I would go. I'm not switching up crown. That'd be too obvious. I'm getting <laughs> rid of the word the. I want this. Hear me out. Some crown. Yeah, so this is a bit of a highbrow concept. Instead of a monarchy, it revolves around a communist utopia <laughs> headed up by Olivia Coleman, where everyone gets to be a bit of a king or queen for a bit. Oh, okay. Like one day, and then you switch out. Everyone gets some crown. Okay. So give everyone a little bit of a go. No, you have to stick with the marketing here. Give everyone some <laughs> crown. Give everyone some crown, okay. Just a late addition for the poster. I want Olivia Coleman like putting on a goofy face with her head like stuck through the crown, uh, and it says, "Look who's crowning this summer." <laughs> Better call Saul. So it's already a spin-off. You're effectively redeveloping a spin-off. It's hard. Yeah, we've got. We're going to get rid of Saul. Right. Okay. But I think for. For keeping it economical, yeah, we don't have to change the posters too much. We'll just change one letter. All right. So what about Better Call Paul? Uh, and it's just a, a long series of drug dealers accidentally phoning Paul Hollywood for legal advice <laughs> while he's just trying to make the perfect bread in the oven, and he's just getting more and more angry. He doesn't quite know why the <laughs> badger is ringing him. I do like the idea of having Paul. Ho- the question has to be asked. Does it end with a Hollywood handshake? Well, this Anyone is what the yeah, this is what the whole series builds up to, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he finally <laughs> meets Badger. <laughs> yeah, I like that was incredibly economical. The task change word, you went, fuck that noise. I'm doing a lesser. Well, it's quick fire, isn't it? So, you know, I've got to be gotta be on my feet. Okay. So okay. what about for you then next? Back to the future. Back to the Future is an easy one because I don't don't know if you remember in Back to the, the original Back to the Future uh, when he first sends the DeLorean back to the future back back to the past at that point he drags he's got the little remote control and he pulls Marcy and himself in front of the car so if it hadn't have gone back in time it would have hit both of them so. I suggest back to the court where 
the time travel doesn't work because it's ridiculous. Okay. And, and uh, Doc Brown and Marcy McFly are hit by the car. And it is then a courtroom drama between Marty and Doc, like him trying to get justice. Like, oh, Doc Brown tried to kill me. He's a crazy old man who lives in a burnt down mansion. Ah, if you had just stayed, stayed still, you little bastard, it wouldn't have done it. That would 100% be directed by Clint Eastwood if that was the plot. 100%. He would play Doc. Yeah. Oh, here's one. This is a tough one. This isn't even two words, I think. Fleabag. Oh, bloody hell, Joe. I've got nothing for this one, mate. Well, teabag. So, tea teabag. It's going to be... It's still going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge because she is phenomenal, but she's going to play a superhero who has a fake set of testicles attached to her, and she goes around the streets of London as a vigilante and just teabags people. Okay. Next. Next. <laughs> Next. Next, next question. Yeah, I, I do. You know what? I had follow ups, but fuck it, we're moving <laughs> on. Okay, for you then, my friend. I've been watching a little bit of Hitchcock recently. Rear Window. Rear Window is this is again not one I'm super familiar with. Okay, Rear Window is the one that is spoofed in The Simpsons, where Bart breaks his leg, and he looks through the telescope and he thinks he sees Ned murdering Maud. Oh my god, I do know this one. Yeah, they did a they did a um a remake of it with Shia LaBeouf, but it was called Disturbia. Not remember. <laughs> yeah. no. no, I don't remember the hit classic Disturbia <laughs> with Shia LaBeouf. Okay, I'm gonna say then like a biopic of Alfred Hitchcock, and he just foot straight up sees someone. This is how he wrote Rear Window. And he just straights up see a murder, like, next door. He's going, help. <laughs> Mr. Hitchcock, help me. And he's just, you just see him nodding and going, this will make for an interesting tale. <laughs> one hand on his quill and one hand on his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. All right, I've got, to to stick with the, the murder theme, the murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express, okay. So this is the Detective Poirot, is that right? Hercule Poirot. Poirot, sorry on the pronunciation. Yeah, okay. obviously not a fan. I, I, no, I've, seen, I've only seen the remake, you know, and it didn't catch me for very long. I do like the idea of, of keeping murder in there, though. What about if we go with murder on the Trans-Pennine Express, specifically between Sheffield and Meadowhall? Which is only yeah. like a five-minute journey, but it it could be made into a feature length, maybe HBO series. We can't have a detective as good as 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 Hercule Poirot on on board. We need what about like Vera or someone? Vera, keep it, keep it British. Yeah, you know Vera, Vera or DCI Banks or someone. Or, or who's the woman from Happy Valley? Yeah, I think she might be good. So, yeah, specifically. Someone's been murdered, but it's in the five minutes between the Transpennine Express leaving Meadow Hall yeah. and, and getting to Sheffield Central. And I think that that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> well, how's he getting how's this person getting murdered? Because I don't think you'd have time to die in that trip. Uh well, you'd have to watch. 
the last one for you this week, Joe, is going to be making a murderer. Is that a lot of murder? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Hopefully, Kira lightens up the show a little bit. <laughs> um, making a murderer. I don't like ambiguity. I don't like mystery. So I'm going to change making a murderer to definitely a murderer. <laughs> it's you're just following this guy round. It's from the murderous perspective of like he's hacking up, he's a twisted fucker, and he's going around, and he's telling people, oh, I've got a problem, help me, help me. And you just have uh, detectives, police going, is it him covered in blood? Like, uh, we just don't have the evidence. Get back out there, you rascal. Maybe a subplot, subplot is they don't want to catch him too quickly because it won't make for a compelling Netflix documentary. Later. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> so they, they have to let him off. Yeah, let's arrest his uh, nephew first. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was enjoyable. I think. We're definitely gonna to have to come back to that. We got some good, some good titles. So we got fight, fight pets. Yeah, fight pets or fight cub. Back to the courtroom. Some crown, <laughs> which is some my favorite. Crown. Some crown, and then definitely a murderer. They, they were good picks there, Joe. Well done. Oh, thanks. Um, I didn't write yours down. I'm afraid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I didn't write yours down. I just remembered them. Um, so for me, I had shite fiction. The Muppets take crack. Better oh, call Paul. Too. Teabag and Murder on the Transpennine Express. It's for me on those, it's definitely between Muppets Take Crack or Teabag, just because <laughs> I feel like the mystery we left Teabag with, I have to know more. Lovely. Well, let's get into it this week then. Uh, let's move on to our wonderful guest, Kira Tansy. And this week, uh, we have a very special guest, uh, comedian and thespian. Kira Tansy, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Right first time. Yeah, That's wonderful a, pronunciation yes. on the name there, Joe. Yeah, yeah thank you very yeah. much. Great job. So, Kira, we yes. obviously have this show coming up. It's getting mm-hmm. made. We've had a lot of interest. What do you think you can bring to our production? Like, what, what are your inspirations? Do you have any favourites you'd like to talk about? Um... Gosh, uh, in terms of what I'd like to bring, obviously some comedy. Um, I like stories that that take twists and turns, unexpected okay. ones. If someone, you know, I've, I'm quite because because I've taught kids drama in the past. You know, you play a game where you say a sentence, go around the circle, and a kid's, you know, once upon a time, yeah. and then kids being kids, obviously, it ends up in all sorts of places, which is great. I think. I- yeah, that, that's basically the concept of this show. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a bunch of children yeah. saying random words until a cohesive story comes out. Yes. Yeah. So are you teaching now then, Kara? Are you well I, I work in a school at the moment. Um it's not not as a teacher, it's like a learning support really. So um, but kind of as part of that, me being a thespian, I've you know, do some do a bit of drama teaching. And I used to teach on Saturdays before the world ended. So um, but since since the world can't get its well, I say the world, the, the country, the government can't get their ass back in gear. So I've not, I've not done it for ages. So I'm, I'm a bit out of, I don't know if I'm, I'm rusty. It's just that it's a bit sad that I can't do it. Yeah, taught like all ages, but that is like a kind of classic improv game that we like to play. And 
you know, I'll start off. <laughs> and then it depends what kind of kids you've got, really. If you've got some... Yeah, you must have heard some absolutely mad shit in your time, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I've taught little, little kids as well, like four-year-olds, and they just say all sorts of shit. You know, like, um, we, we'd be, we were outside one time and there was, they were looking at a window and they were just like, oh, that's like a unicorn window. And I'm like, great, yeah, it really <laughs> is. That is, it, yeah, yeah. Or they'll just be like, put their hand up and be like, I'm four. I'm four. Yeah, yep. excellent. Absolutely. I guess sort of it's kind of like a Tolkien-esque world. A unicorn window might be a thing, but yeah. I, I, don't know, I haven't read Lord of the Rings too long. I haven't watched it too long. But Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> coming, coming back to like twists, this is just a... In my mind, in theatre, I can't think of a lot of like plays that have big twists. Like Shakespeare was never doing. Oh, at the end, you know. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't was the from, tempest from M Night, was he? Too often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, M Night, the Shakespeare of our time. Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, what would you be hoping? Like you've had a look at some of the options. Yes. Uh, are there any ones that stuck out to you that you'd love to take a crack at? <laughs> this is the part I'm trying to remember what they said now. It makes it look like I'm very unprepared. We'll cut around yeah. it to make it sound like you're a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've really thought about it. Um, I mean, main protagonist, that was one, wasn't it? That's like always a, a fun one to go with um, and just see what we can do to that person. Absolutely, I think that's yeah. going to be the sought after one, isn't it? The yeah. Golden Goose is the main protagonist, or, or maybe, maybe genre. Genre is yeah. going to be an interest. <laughs> I am slightly yeah. worried that we're going to get to week six or seven and not have a genre defined, and that could, <laughs> that could really throw things out of whack. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're looking at maybe the main character, maybe the twist yeah. that'd be good for you. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. So. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> it's that time of the show then when you are going to spin the wheel of story elements, as we've decided to name it. So oh, good if, for it. if, Joe, you could take care of over to the wheel and we'll right. see which, which element she lands on this week. Okay. Uh, just follow me. Come up here and we'll give it a spin. Fantastic. So if you just want to uh, grab it there. Ooh, yeah, very good. Get this part. Oh, shut up. The wheel stop. The wheel stop. So, Kira, you'll be glad to know that the wheel has landed on this week for our second ever episode of Now Accepting Offers the subplot. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) So, this is, this isn't the main plot. This doesn't concern any of the main story, but it's everything underneath. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty broad. I'm trying to think of like a famous subplot. Top five subplots go. Okay, t- oh, top Jesus. two. Top no. two subplots no. go. <laughs> no subplots. You can't put me on the spot like that with a subplot. Um, no, I-, I couldn't name one. <laughs> I'm, just, that's a, I'm trying to think of like what I'm watching at the minute. I'm currently just binge watching Line of Duty again. I've already seen it, but I'm re-watching that. Okay, which um, season of Line of Duty are you on? Uh, I'm on season five. 
Okay. Um, so you've got past Balaclava Man. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Balaclava Men. Balaclava, balaclava Men, Balaclava Person. Yeah. Let's keep it gender neutral, you know? <laughs> balaclava People. Balaclava yeah. People? <laughs> yeah. Why? But subplots online, if you mm. see, you may be looking at who H's. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's maybe not the main plot until we get towards the end. You've the even classic. got your sort of your your under subplots of like you know the the romantic like the the personal lives of um of the main characters. You know it's not it's not I mean that's barely even a subplot I suppose, but it's very they pepper it in there. You could say yeah, a little bit of peppering in. So that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, I always <laughs> see. Imagine the subplots. It's like um, the best example I could think is always uh, if anyone's seen BoJack Horseman, Todd. It's always something that happens secondary and is of really very little importance to the story, to be frank. It's all, <laughs> like you, you have a guy who, oh, God, and uh, I need to pick up Mr. Jenkins' package, otherwise I'm going to get fired. And who cares about really what's going on with this guy? But it's a nice tension reliever, I'd say, to, uh, you know, the... Yeah. Depressing life of the main character. So that's what this is what you're going to be tasked with, really. The, this, right? Yeah, irrele- irrelevancy. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Feel free to get yourself off whenever you want, really, Kara, because it sounds like <laughs> from what Josha said, this bit is probably the least important aspect of anything, really. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh- <laughs> I'd, I'd like to clarify it's important because it's not important. Okay. Because it's that nice little bit of. Oh, like an aperitif. No, aperitif is before a meal. What's yeah. a, a nice little palate cleanser, nice little scoop of sorbet. Yeah. Between um, Ooh. oh god, the uh, the Avengers need to save the world. Oh, what's happening with Agent Coulson? What nice little nip of sorbet. Yeah. There. Okay, yeah. so it's it's a <laughs> mid meal piss. Mid, it's a mid meal piss. It's required. It. Yeah, it just gets you away from the table for a few minutes. You can just relax, let it all out, and then back you go to the main, the main chunk. Yeah, okay. You've yeah, got like you... your, your highbrow and your lowbrow versions that you've got your sorbet or your piss. Yeah, yeah. You really? And in so. some restaurants, they're the same thing. <laughs> you just sit up here and about Sandra's baby, and just for oh. one second, you want to leave and have a cigarette. Because you don't care that it's spoken its first word. You've never met him. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, fuck off, Sandra. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Sandra. Yeah, big, <laughs> big shout out to Sandra. Fuck off. Yeah. Fancy Absolutely. using your mum as an example in this episode, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you're listening to this, mum, Sandra. <laughs> don't subscribe to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kira, you've got the table oh. is, is yours, the, the floor is yours. Okay. You've got no idea what's happened already. Yeah. Me and Joe have, have vaguely got an idea because we were in the first yeah. episode, but we've it was sure. a little while ago now. So take it away. Where where do you want this to go? Um I'm thinking like an office setting, because I think, you know, offices are a great place for things to happen, such as a boring subplot. Um, however, it's not always boring, I would Ooh. say, because I personally, I'm a fan of the, the kitchen politics of, of an office space. It's funny we, as well, because like me and Charlie used to work together in an office after we'd been at the pub 
and oh yeah our kitchen drawer is full of like <laughs> i want to say about 112 forks because she'd always take a fork from work and eat in a car and then she wouldn't walk <laughs> back so we just end up clearing like three or four forks at a time back out of her car into our drawer and <laughs> like i remember like an email going around at work where it's like where are all the forks going and <laughs> charlie was like so fucking scared to say anything <laughs> well that's the thing there's just there's so many like there's so many things around like you know the, the office politics or whatever of like you know seeing like sticky notes i saw a sticky note once on like a cupboard being like who's who's taken my spork oh, you know yeah. those like <laughs> which to be fair that they're, they're, they're a cracking little tool of spork but yeah it's just like, jesus christ like what's wrong with people <laughs> you've got a reply to them haven't you you know, if someone yeah. you know with that, you just got to write one back saying you'll never see me again. <laughs> also, who's yeah. got their own spork? I wouldn't yeah, even I know. know where to buy a spork. No, I wouldn't. It's it, it's a good investment, but they're so sought after mm. that I'd be terrified of it getting nicked. Yeah, well, that I mean, that must have been what happened. Clearly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not suggesting for one minute that the spork got up and walked away. It's not Toy Story Four, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you've been watching oh. Line of Duty too much, Kara. All, oh. all these detective conspiracies. I know, I'm just like, <laughs> on one. Oh, dear. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd quite like to see some sort of, um, I don't know, maybe a bit of drama based around maybe the use of the microwave. Um, you know, could kick off at one point, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So you're you going know, really boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I or, like it. Or really quite fascinating if you uh, think about human behavior. Human know, behavior. Really yeah. Into the nitty gritty. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, uh, just just to clarify, this is a subplot that has mm-hmm. to last either one. We haven't decided yet. But either one full mm-hmm. film or a TV series. Mm-hmm. What exactly is going on with this microwave? that can so, stretch that amount of time so i'm thinking um it you know people using the microwave and someone isn't cleaning it after okay. they use it a classic office problem right. there's 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 one dirty bastard not only do they not clean it that they're cooking fish in it you know you can't you can't be doing that in an office space it's just disrespectful it stinks the kitchen now we've all been there i mean anyone that's worked in an office has been there so I'm thinking it's, uh, you know, someone's coming to use the microwave to heat up their whatever, and they're just absolutely livid because, again, they've gone to use it same time every day. So the last person in there has not cleaned it. Okay. It's a real modern-day whodunit. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say, like mm-hmm. knives out. Yeah. yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. there's that yes. twist at the end. That everyone did it. They're all guilty. Spoilers <laughs> for Murder on the Orient Express, I think. <laughs> Well, that's but, uh, me not needing to watch that anymore. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> we've got some rotter then who's cooking fish in the microwave every day. And yeah. for whatever reason, our we're going to call him or her our mm-hmm. secondary protagonist. Yeah, they're, they're coming towards the microwave at the same time every day and they can't yeah. quite figure out why it stinks. Well, they know why it stinks, mm-hmm. but they don't know who's made it stink. And, and they're this is- sort of having to clean up if there's any mess. They're having to clean up the other mess because you're not going to put your food in a dirty microwave, are you? Uh, do you know what? I've I've missed 
the normalcy of human life so much that I would probably put my head in a fishy microwave and just sniff it for a good five, six seconds, like a baby's head, <laughs> like a newborn baby's head. I miss the smell of a shitty microwave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to take an opposite view and say, as someone who has, who currently works in an office environment and has microwave fish in the work microwave, I don't think it's that bad. Okay. I, I think people moan a bit too much about it. Like no one the kitchen's off to the side. My bass stir fry, sea bass stir fry, is gonna smell way better than like portuccini mushrooms or whatever they're cooking. Yeah? And I mean yeah. my, my first sort of question would be you're putting sea bass in a stir fry? That's that's a that's an interesting choice. You don't uh, think sea bass and then stir fry, do you really? Uh, when I'm cooking, I'm not thinking anything. Just everything's <laughs> going in one pan and I'm frying that uh, way. I I take great umbrage at the fact that someone would ever put sea bass in a microwave. You shouldn't be eating fishy meals at work. It's oh okay. Yeah. It's it's the it's gotta be the golden rule of why on earth would you want to eat a fishy dish? I'm I'm literally from Grimsby, where youngs make fish the dish of the day. So this is personal to me. I could potentially be this subplot character who's going in and just raging. He he loves the smell of the fish, but he can't fucking stand it being cooked at his workplace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because I don't think you eat, in my experience with with you know an office space or you know microwave politics. Um, fish it nine times out of ten it stinks and it stinks out the entire kitchen space which is why people get really quite upset about it you know your jackies and your and your sandras and your and your steves yeah yeah definitely i'll, I'll me me sandra and jackie normally get together to, to discuss this yeah. hatred of cooking fish so yeah. wh- where are you seeing this going then Kara? do you see it being some some ultimate confrontation at the end or do we just never find out Oh, now see, both of those are really tempting in terms of where it ends up. Um, I'd maybe see like a, uh, you know, they, they think they've cracked the case. You know, I'm thinking they go, you know, sort of secret ops, you know, <laughs> trench coat, sunglasses, because they're like, right, I'm going to catch this motherfucking eating, fish eating bastard. Sorry, um, secret, secret ops in a trench coat and sunglasses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, 100%. In an office. Um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's a very it's it's quite, you know, spacious office. There's plenty of pillars to hide behind. Okay. Um, so they're sort of, you know, kind of right, I'm I'm gonna find out who, who this is. And just I'm thinking they go down many different wrong paths. You know, they think they've cracked it and then they've not. They think they've cracked it to the point where the next day the microwave's not clean. I mean it's not dirty. And they're like, Yeah, perfect. Turns out that person was just off that day, and then you know, back to square one. You know, so, I may, maybe yeah. so maybe just gone binge watching Line of Duty. I'm very much in like, <laughs> yeah, you're in the a police headspace. Yeah, so I'm guessing <laughs> you know, like, kind of pictures on the board and like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who who is the microwave fishy man? Okay, that's interesting. So there's, there's going to be there's yeah. going to be plenty of twists. Then there's going to be loads. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and this could be something that maybe old Jed Mercurio himself would like to come and direct for us, Joe. So we'll we'll keep that one in the pipeline. Yeah. So where before we were explaining that it should be like a uh, like a a sorbet, nice palate cleanser. I like the fact that we've gone the opposite way. 
and it is just more like this is a B plot that will grab you by the collar and shake you and say no yes. concentrate on this as well there's two main plots coming but the stakes are presumably lower like if the main plot of this story ends up having lower stakes than who cleaned the microwave. Yeah, I am slightly worried that Kira might have developed something that ends up being more more interesting than what the plot will end up being. Yeah. <laughs> this like weird black hawk down microwave. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things where because it's such a like when I said it, you like you know we're going like boring sort of office politics type thing i don't know why i've just realized i'm making like little things and it's a podcast so no one can see what i'm doing which is hilarious yeah for any for any listeners who can't see <laughs> our voices uh, kara is doing quotation marks every time she says the word politics uh, <laughs> she's made it abundantly clear that she's not happy with the current government in the uk and she's brought that into <laughs> her own story so yeah carry on kara <laughs> Yeah, the microwave is a metaphor yeah. for yeah. Uh, a metaphor. The, the virus relief fund. The, yeah. Absolutely. The, the stench going across the kitchen is the Tory government. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Boris Johnson is the is the dirty fish eating bastard. <laughs> is that the twist? That and that's a wrap. Twist. <laughs> no, thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so with this, you know, Let's 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 be real. It's a subplot. There's going to be some people tuning into this sitcom, and they might be interested in this subplot, you know, to the point where oh, it's taking over my interest of the main story. Other people not fussed. They're like, oh well, I cook fish in the microwave. I'm not asked, you know. Yeah, it could could be a real uh, divider on the sofa, you know. If, if a mm. couple a couple are sat there, could be causing some rifts. But I like that, and I like the fact that it's going to appeal to a lot of people. I think a lot of people who binge watch streaming services such as yourself get quite uppity about people cooking fish in microwaves and, and that will clearly yeah. rankle them so yeah it's interesting and we have to ask as well this is quite a pertinent question where is this sure. office there's no pressure like... but there's an answer that you should give <laughs> that would yeah. really really help us with continuity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure um as in like actual physical location uh, yeah, and it's got to be pretty yeah, specific. Not, not in terms of its business model. Where, where <laughs> is it geographically? I mean, it, it's, you know, like Manchester. It's going to be a northern place, isn't it? Let's be honest. Okay. Um, just so you can have your, you know, because when I envision whoever it is that's, you know, in, in working in an office, it's like someone walking in, oh, all right, love, do you want a brew? Yeah, you're all right, that kind of thing. Okay. So obviously it's going to be a northern sort of vibe. Because, uh, you know, yeah. Southerners don't work in offices, do they? Sorry, nah, Southerners. Nor do they talk to each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be off. a whodunit, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whodunit, wasn't me. So. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we're set in Manchester, we've got this office vibe. I'm, I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is there any other late additions onto this that you'd like to add? I don't, at the current stage, I'm going to say no. Okay. But, you know, I don't want to just close the door. or always leave the door slightly ajar, I'd say. Wise right, words then. have never been spoken. It, just so you're aware, Kara, you're not coming back on. So I'd, <laughs> I'd make sure that door is either closed or open. Uh, ajar doesn't really work for the purposes of this. This, this, is, your, this is your one shot, really. So. Right, okay. I mean, well, what if there's, you know, what if there's a little problem in the door, you know? What are you going to do? All right. We will add that there's a problem in the door. 
There's a problem in the door. <laughs> Love it. That was that uh, was a great little subplot, Kira. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think we'll take a tiny little break now, and cool. then we'll be back with Kira as we reveal uh, some extra details that will need yeah. to be considered. But what you said is is locked in now, so you, yeah, that's locked you, there's in. There's no so going back. I'm yeah. afraid we'll consider it, but that's we're not changing it. All right. So, Kira, let me say, yeah. uh, I love the B plot. Okay, good, good. Big fan, big fan. Now, <laughs> a slight, slight issue. You mentioned that it was happening in an office in Manchester. Yes. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to have to do some working around because currently the setting is a barn in modern-day Ireland. <laughs> so la- last week yeah. we had our our guest on, Daniel Cooper, a great guest for yeah. our show, and, and he landed on setting, <laughs> and he got the, ah. the abandoned farmhouse in rural Ireland. Uh, <laughs> he... He waited until the last possible moment, didn't he, Joe, to reveal something quite key with this farmhouse. So, yeah, there is a, a big. The barn house is haunted. All uh, oh, right, yeah, but we don't have any more details about it than that. <laughs> about the haunting, we have more details about the barn. For yeah, example. I was going to say it's gunmetal grey, isn't it? That was a gunmetal grey. Yeah, <laughs> key key fact for the barn. Yeah, it was passed down uh, to. Uh, our character he up the next tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had we had the abandoned farmhouse on on Milk Lane, and it was passed down <laughs> from the McTree family to their son, who's now actually Joe. The the oh, son. Yeah. It was passed down to a son who is now a city slicker, so he's got nothing to do with the farm life anymore. So maybe he works in this office. Maybe he is the fishy man. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. This is... It's like Kira listened to the first episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking there's a link there. So he's yeah. he's gone over the pond. Well, the, the little pond in between the big <laughs> pond. Yeah. And he's got, got himself a job in Manchester. And there's this conspiracy going on in his, in his own workplace. And he's starting mm. to remember how this may be linked to his childhood down on Milk Lane at this abandoned, haunted Irish yeah. farmhouse. Oh you my. get a lot of flashback moment, dramatic sort of like... Uh, kind of, you know, yeah. Are, are we implying here that maybe the ghost is using the microwave? Is Categorically, no. <laughs> no? All right. Too far, too far. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know enough about these ghosts. We don't know what they're into. Yeah. It, yeah, we, we, you know, if you don't want to be silly about this plot. Like, come no, on. We, we've got guys walking around in trench coats and sunglasses. They they can't be finding ghosts. <laughs> yeah, no. that's an important plot point. The yeah. uniform in this Manchester office is... Uh, have you ever seen the Matrix? That's just what it says on their employee contract under uniform policy. <laughs> They've got to be a recruitment company with that kind of dress code as well. Oh yeah, 100%. absolutely. They get together. They get together every morning uh, in the office that's been kitted out like Morpheus's dojo, and they have this big mantra that they chant: 
Yeah, I can see it now. I think it's weird that you've brought up The Office and we had the City Slicker from last week. I think we can link that together quite nicely. Have you any regrets now, Kira, with what you've told us today? No, I, you know, don't believe in regrets. Just, just look forward. You know, all those cheesy quotes you can say. Nice. Uh, no, I, I, I am with location-wise. I did sort of think I'll just stick to where I, where I am based. Um, not for a second did I think uh, rural Ireland would be <laughs> where. No, this is the thing, really. So our first guest is from Middlesbrough. Uh, and as far as I can oh. tell, never actually lived, maybe even been to Ireland. So it mm. it threw a bit of a span in the works for us in the end. But <laughs> Manchester's workable. I'm glad you didn't sort of go, you know, Mozambique or <laughs> like east. In the out, out back in Australia. Yeah, because yeah, that, that would have been tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I come from an Irish family, so there's a, that sort of beautiful connection as well, you see. So that's good. Did you listen to the first episode? Because if, <laughs> if you did, I did not. This is what you're out. It's cheating. <laughs> no, I swear I, to God. Ca- categorically, no. I have, you know, no relationship with the first episode whatsoever. Okay. I would, I would not be so foolish. Well, we'll see how the inquiry goes, and then we might release <laughs> <Sure>. this one. <laughs> we'll get the old trench coats and sunglasses on, and we'll we'll follow yeah. Kara around for a day to see if she's been listening. Yeah. yeah, get uh, AC12 on the case as well, you know. Oh, man. All, all 12 <laughs> of the ACs, in fact. <laughs> and there's maybe one other AC, is there? I don't know. Yeah. I don't really I, know. Yeah. I have, I have strong thoughts about Line of Duty. Things Ooh. really piss me off about him. Yeah. Such as that's, that's grown-up policemen saying things about Balaclava Man. And I believe... There is one part of that series where she's convinced that a guy was saying "listen," but he was actually saying "they're saying list," because yeah. of course you could mis misinterpret those two words because everyone would say "listen," "listen." <laughs> so she thought he was saying "listen," but he was saying "list." <laughs> Tap it out, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Uh, do you have any? This is a the overall question now, because okay. your uh, your contributions are done. Yeah, you're locked in. Yeah, no one no one gets a second spin of the wheel. Dem dems sure. the brakes. How? What would you like this story to look like as a whole? Where would you like to see it go forward? Now that you've planted your uh, the seed of an idea into it. Um, I'm I'm keen to know, you know, coming back to the main protagonist sort of stuff. I want to know who, who, who are we focusing on? You know, how the whole kind of rural island setting, um, you know, linking it to to the office world, yeah. and you know, I think it's what a bit like what Stephen said before. You know, that kind of is is he the the, the fishy man? You know, this 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 main character, and you know. I'm keen to see if if we hit other locations as well as yep. rural Ireland and Manchester. Yeah, I'm. You, know? I'm, you, you say curious, I say terrified. I think <laughs> if, if the next guest brings up a completely different place, we're yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, did we land on? It was tagged on very small at the end there uh, when you were laying out your B plot plan. Mm-hmm. Are we not having Bojo as the fishy man? 
<laughs> is that written into stone? Nah, he, no. he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't deserve that shit. Good. I'm still holding out for it to be a ghost. So, yeah, we don't want don't want to give the fame to Bojo, do we? I'm also thinking no. early doors. Uh, who is the fishy man? Is maybe a working title for the show or film that we're creating here, Joe? Oh yeah, okay. I'd watch I that. See, yeah, it sounds yeah. like um, one of the the four year old improv stories that you were talking about. <laughs> oh, who is the fishy man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. A cow yeah. house in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Timmy, yeah. you've had enough. <laughs> Stop sniffing the prit stick, you yeah. bastard. <laughs> and that is how you talk to children as well, you see. That's how you yes. get them on yeah, side. Of course. You know. You little bastard. <laughs> little playful terms. I've always felt that uh, being from the North, you can use the word cunt quite playfully. I think if you said it, Joe, it yeah. was quite aggressively. But it, 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 once you pass Birmingham on, on your way up, you can, you, you know, you could be a lovable cunt. Yeah. Oh. I'm a fan of the term daft before the word uh, cunt. Yeah, daft is, daft really helps it, doesn't it? It's a, yeah, I think so. Her. Because because of my accent, I can't say anything with without sounding insincere, <laughs> which is... <laughs> A great detriment to my life. Like if I earnestly went up to someone and said, "Oh man, I love you," it just sounds like it sounds like I had to say it in some capacity just to get the conversation moving on. Oh, your your kid's lovely. Your I wish your dog would bark more. This is the thing as well, Joe, because I'm, I'm worried that people listening to this will think that I've just somehow coerced you into doing the show with me and you're too polite to say no. Well, yeah, <laughs> may that be the case. I hope it doesn't come across. <laughs> I feel like it maybe sticks out more when you've got another northern person as well. But you are, you've made history on this podcast because you are the first ever female guest on the show. So how do you feel about well, that? I'm here to, I'm here to make waves. I feel good about it. You know, I mean, when this comes out, this day will pass. It's International Women's Day tomorrow. At, at time of recording, they say that on podcast, don't they? That makes me sound cool. I love women. Women are great. No offence to the men, but, you know, men are just a bit stupid, which I feel like is a bit of a tricky thing to say to two Wait men. Wait a minute. We're men. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Hang on. What? You mean... Oh, oh, no, carry on. Get out of this Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Jack, you have, Jackie Weaver? You have no authority here, Kerry <laughs> No authority at all. On today, the eve of Women's Day, may I say Men's Day? No? <laughs> no? Um, Anyone? We'll cut that. Yeah, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. Imagine. <laughs> We can't go from making um, waves to the eve of Women's Day being Men's yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's it's a genuine a genuine pleasure, um, and it's it's nice to do something creative, especially after the last sort of twelve months when all creativity has probably left left my soul. <laughs> I'd like to so, say yeah. as well, Kira, you know the the route that you've gone down. You know, you're an extremely creative person. You're very funny. I've seen you myself. Have you got any words to maybe say to? any younger females that might be listening to this who maybe don't think that that world is necessarily for them. I think it's obviously improved in the last few years. You definitely see a lot more women on the circuit, but 
is there any barriers that you've had to overcome or anything that you think that would be helpful to say to anyone who, who might be looking into that? Um, I mean, it's, it's not easy. I think, um, I think it's one of those, I, I could be a bit pessimistic at times when, you know, people sort of say, Oh, if you just keep trying, you'll, you'll get there. And I sometimes think, Oh, really? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's uh, the, the sort of the creative world is, is a lot more open, I think, to, to, you know, different, whether, you know, men, women, genders, races, and, you know, I think, I think you can do, you know, the sort of the, whether it's theatre or uh, uh, comedy or, I mean, co- comedy is a bit of a, a bit more of a grey area in the sense of getting into comedy as, as a woman is not, uh, not as easy, shall we say, for some reason, because some people are like, oh, are women funny? I'm like, yeah, we are. You're just a twat. Uh, <laughs> um but I'd, I would honestly just say just you know if, if you've got a knack for something just just keep going I'd say um and if you want to write something just write it I, I personally just write everything down that I find funny which um is kind of how I develop ideas and stuff so um I guess advice wise I'm, I'm a bit old school I like to write things down with a pen and paper but take your phone I've got so many notes in my phone as well just random shit that I've seen <laughs> and then I'll go back and look back and I'm like what is this yeah. <laughs> woman on bus moisturizing <laughs> her feet what <laughs> I love looking back at the old phone notes I, I've got one that just says like uh bar seats look like a lizard's back so I, I don't know what I'm doing with that hmm? <laughs> but yeah you, what you think at the moment you're like oh that, that's great that's really funny or that's that's really weird I'll, I'll make a note of it and then you do and then never do anything with it but um yeah just, just, just for just, uh, yeah. just for younger <laughs> listeners as well pen and paper was around before uh phone notes and I think <laughs> yeah. even, even then for, for even younger listeners phone notes are what you used to write into your phone before you recorded your own voice speaking them back to you so yeah, yeah absolutely and then for even even younger listeners they are the things that you know before you had a program in your brain that you could just switch on and exactly. absorb the information. So, um, although I think <laughs> based on the frugal use of the word "cunt," we won't have many younger <laughs> listeners from that from that demographic. But yeah. sure, yes. here's yeah. hoping. <laughs> well, uh, that was excellent. Uh, yeah thank you so much thank you so much for coming on uh do you have anything you want to plug like uh i can't wait to see uh like i can't wait to see an action see some comedy from you see some uh see you on stage hopefully i'll get a chance soon Uh, yeah i mean it it would be lovely you know i'm i'm a bit like i'm a bit rubbish at actually plugging anything that i did i mean currently i don't have anything happening because we're still in a bit of a mess in terms of we can't do anything or go anywhere um, but you know, by all means, you follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It's just at my name, so just at Kira Tansley, because uh, I was the first and probably the, the only. The only, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, give me a follow. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a hoot on the gram. I do like an Instagram story, um, you know. And again, it's it's me just chatting shit, really, which I think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, give me a follow on either of those platforms, and uh, I'll try and. I'll try and make you laugh. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a great time having you here. I think I'm really excited to see where the story goes as well. You've got your own footprint, handprint, paw print, whatever, on this story now. So <laughs> that that can't be changed. It Unless somebody comes on with the intelligence to 
completely fuck your office to the ground, <laughs> you're good to go. It's, it's locked in. Yeah. So, well, then you'd need an intelligent guest then, really. And I don't know if you've got any of them in mind. Uh, then it will linger like the <laughs> smell of fish on a communal microwave. Yeah, just more people like you really care, so no, no, no sure. real danger. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kira, we forgot to ask as well. We we do we do need to know a little bit in terms of some help for casting. Have you okay. got any any favourite actors or actresses for the story that you've given us so far? So any any office folk that you can see being a real raging bastard over some fish smell. I mean, I like to aim high with this kind of thing. So I'm seeing maybe like a Meryl Streep coming in. Um, Meryl Streep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She is a phenomenal actress. You know, she, did lots, she could probably do a Manchester accent if required. I'm sure she could. She could probably um, play the fishy microwave. She's got she, such yeah. a range. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, big Streep fan. Oh, you know, Julie Walters. She, she's a classic Northern actress. So, you know, and I thought aim high. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just to play devil's advocate, if we can't afford either of those, sure. who, who, uh, who else? Are you familiar uh, with Big Mo from EastEnders? <laughs> I am, actually. I mean, I don't watch EastEnders, I've watched it for years, but she's been in it for probably since I was a child, I think, Big Mo. Just, um, just as a side note, she is uh, Gary Oldman's sister. Oh, I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember hearing that. Yeah. Imagine how bad Christmas dinners are for her. <laughs> Gary Oldman swans up with his fucking Oscar. Well, oh, maybe Big if Mo, we you're not dead. <laughs> if we get Big Mo in, get Big Mo involved, then we've got possibility to have Gary Oldman in as he could be suspect number one for the the fishy man. So nice. Oh, okay, like yeah. Tinker Ta- Taylor Soldier Spy. Mm. <laughs> Fishy dishy microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Fishy dishy microwavey. <laughs> Fuck you know. We'll get Paddy McGuinness to be the main character. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Paddy McGuinness can play Gary, Gary Oldman Oldman. playing a character. There we go. I mean, I don't. I can't see this never being picked up by a by some by some sort of broadcast with that agency yeah, yeah. That, that's what we go with on every single episode just curious opening the show with i just can't see this not being picked up <laughs> <laughs> get, get the people thinking yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah i think with with enough uh madness over the course of 10 episodes we've already got a pretty crazy story so far and we've not yeah. even got any fucking characters really apart from <laughs> Big Mo and Paddy McGuinness <laughs> playing Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So we're on the right tracks here, I think. Yeah, sure. Be. Yeah. They're locked in. Yep. Yeah, I'll I'll tweet them tonight. Fantastic. Keep, keep 2022 free. If <laughs> <laughs> you got plans, cancel them. Big Mo, we know you don't. Don't yeah. lie. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll we'll not even speak to Big Mo. She'll be free. Yeah, <laughs> and if all else fails, you know, get Meryl on the phone. Yeah, we'll keep Meryl in the in the in the backup there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's probably everything for this week. And just want to thank you very much, Kira, for this. I want to thank you as well, Joe, for politely agreeing to do this and your tone being professional throughout. Also, want to thank. Connor from Myoto Band for doing the jingles for us for this show. 
and tune in next week when we have a new guest on to discuss something else from the wheel of story elements. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Crikey, what a mad idea this is, Joe. What have we got ourselves into? I, I love it. I love it.